Neat Stuff Podcast, episode 28. Welcome to the Neat Stuff Podcast. My name is Devin. And I'm Kat. We're back for another week of neat things. But before we get started, what have you been up to this week, Kat? Uh, This has been another crafting week. We're working on a a strapless corset and a uh, Victorian hat. And I joined the wide, wide world of Tumblr. Hooray! What about you? Well, uh, our robotics kids went to competition... They had a qualifier. They scored sixth and eighth. We have two teams out of 14 teams. They were right in the middle of the pack. Um, I think our the rookie team, which is the team that I'm actually the coach for, uh, we went three and three. So it was pretty respectable showing. Um, I'm really glad that they had the opportunity. They seemed to enjoy it. And it was, I guess it was an all right way to spend a weekend. And, you know, the only other thing I've been doing since then is watching anime and watching more anime and, oh yeah, watching more anime. So that's kind of been my life. So an important part of any team or group of people that are getting together is being able to communicate to one another. And our first neat thing is a cell phone application called Zello. So Zello is a push-to-talk application, uh, much like the old Nextels used to be, but this functions on all phones, or all smartphones at least, and it's a really handy little thing just to commune back and forth, communicate back and forth briefly. Um, From what I understand, it uses really little bandwidth, so it's really good to be able to you know, you can do pretty much anything. You can have just a normal conversation. We've talked to people who use it for meetings. Yeah, it's a, a really cool application. One of the best parts of it is that it has a log of all the little chats that you've had between each other. So you can, you know, if you miss something and you hear it, and you're like, oh, I didn't hear that completely. You can play it again and you go, that, I didn't understand what that guy said. And you can play it again and then you still don't understand and you can push the talk and be like, hey, can you say that one more time? And the guy will say it back. So it allows you to have all the best parts of a push to talk situation without the, I don't know what someone said and missing it and having that back and forth constantly asking for people to repeat what they say. Yeah. And it's nice because you can use it when you're out and about, you can use it on the 3G or the 4G networks, but you can also use it, of course, just while connected to wireless and it will use your wireless. So it'll save you on data plans, even though it already uses a pretty small amount. I don't know how long it stores those little uh, blurbs. I'm sure there's a limit. I just don't know what it is because we certainly haven't reached it yet. Yeah. And it's really nice when you're running around and you want to talk to someone be like, oh, I can hear their voice. And you can kind of hear what they're, what kind of mood they're in and how, how annoyed they are at you for not being home at the exact moment. Yeah. If they actually bother to listen to their Zello. I mean, it depends. Yeah. So, meh, whatever. Uh, The next thing we want to talk about is the land messenger. So this is a little SourceForge project that I rolled across that's a land-based chat room. It uses basically broadcast packets to 
allow you to set up a, a very simple chat client on your subnet, so on your little network of computers. Uh, one of the reasons I was looking into this is that there's a conference that I'm going to where it's kind of where there's a lot of different people talking and there's a lot of stuff going on in the room and you do need some organization and not being able to talk to people while someone else is going on about whatever point that they're going on about. It makes it really difficult to make sure you know what's, what's happening unless you're passing notes and it it sort of slows the process down. Doing Having a LAN messenger like this one allows you to do very quick communication. All you need is a little wireless router and everyone needs just a laptop and you're off and going. So if you're into that scenario, it's a very small download and it's a very simple program and it's totally free because it's on SourceForge and they're cool like that. SourceForge is awesome. The programs that I'm more familiar with and that you guys may be more familiar with for LAN gaming are kind of the trifecta of Vent, Ventrilo, Mumble, and TeamSpeak. So they've been around for a long time. They all do pretty much the same thing. They, they are all computer-based chat programs um, that are commonly used during gaming sessions. And these ones are not necessarily LAN limited. These all run servers, uh, internet servers, so that you can talk um, amongst your groups. Um, Vent, I think, kind of got its big crowd from wow if i'm correct and dota and dota there's there actually um there's a song out there that has ventrilo and dota in it but good luck to trying to hear the word ventrilo believe me i listened to that song a million times and base hunter either can't pronounce ventrilo or something i don't know he doesn't say ventrilo trust me i know it i ah i've listened to it so many times anyway all of his songs are about games, by the way. Don't listen to the English translations. They are all about games. Boat and Anna, which has the stupidest translation ever, is about a bot in Counter-Strike. Yeah. So one of the great things about using a sort of a clan chatting tool or a voice a voice over IP tool like Ventrilo, TeamSpeak, or Mumble is that you can set up rooms, you can set up, you know, private areas, you can organize into different groups. So you can have your server set up with each rating party and each party has, you know, their own communication between those parties that are separate and you can have an admin over everything that sends messages down on high. So if you're into those things where you have a 40, 50, 60 person raid, it makes a huge difference. Um, recently, there was a video game called Planet Side 2. They had this big marketing campaign where they had you know, hundreds and I think it was like, I think it was anywhere between 100 and 300 people. Uh, actually, yeah, I think it was like 300 people that were trying to do a battle on a continent that were all trying to organize. Planet side's so ridiculous. Yeah, they're all trying to, to organize and they weren't able to use Ventrilo or TeamSpeak or Mumble. It was a huge limiter to a lot of those teams' abilities to actually do anything just because they had to do everything. They had to take their hand off of their mouse to type into the keyboard. And having that instant one button to talk and to have everybody hear you allows you to call out, you know, here's an enemy over there. Watch out for this. Let's all get together and regroup. Let's all attack in this direction. And it makes life a lot easier when you're trying to organize a game like that. I think the phrase that you want to use for that starts with cluster and ends with something that rhymes with duck. Yeah, that 
pretty much from what I understand, that was kind of a giant fail on PlanetSide's organizing. But it was an interesting concept that I've never really seen before. And I hope that they do it again and work out all the kinks so it's actually good. So speaking of something that's actually really good that you probably that we can't really not talk about if we talk about a voice to chat or communication tools is a website called GoToMeeting. Now, if you listen to pretty much any podcasts other than this one ever, you will probably hear some sort of Citrix GoToMeeting ad of some sort, and they'll rant and rave about how awesome the software is and how you should sign up for some random free trial and that it's the best thing ever. Surprisingly, it is kind of the best thing ever if you're looking to do to do meetings because at the high school that I work at, we have a highly limited environment. So you can't really install anything. You can't really do anything on the computers. But go to meeting is just click, push, click to install and hey, it works and you don't have to reconfigure anything. I've never personally used GoToMeeting, but I know that it's used in a variety of professional settings. And I know that my dad has used this um, when he does uh, teleconferences with his Australian clients. So we're in Oregon, they're in Australia, obviously. And um, I know that they use this. And I know that it's got a couple of features that are really handy that we haven't seen from any of the other programs so far. Things like screen sharing and being able to kind of, not not quite straight up PowerPoint. I don't think it's quite that smooth um, from what I understand. But it is really nice to be able to at least do some visual demonstrations that people can interact with. Yeah, it's... And what what I really like because I do a lot of um, recording of education lectures and such, that it actually has a one click to record, and you record your meeting and you can download it afterwards. So, it's one of those things that when it comes to training, it's a really awesome tool because you basically get a, you know a webcam that they can see you as you talk. You can show them your screen. You have sort of this video management console, so you can control what everybody in the meeting sees, and it prevents you from having to hop on a plane and fly halfway across the world or down the street or whatever it takes to get there. And it has all the advantages of being an online event so you can record it and play it back for future generations. So yeah, all the tools today were really useful. And I think that if you haven't used any of them, you really should, you know, being able to communicate with other people very quickly, easily, and efficiently is what the promises technology has given us. You know, I've been spending a lot of time uh, watching connections and they talk about all the different things, you know, how things are connected. And a lot of it is, it seems really slow in like the 17th and 18th century, mainly because ideas took forever to sort of spread out. And the current day, I mean, you come up with an idea, you put it on Twitter and it's around the world faster then, you know, an earthquake can travel across the sea. There was a story where an earthquake happened in South Africa and people in the United States knew about it before the seismic waves, you know, reached all the uh, all the tracking stations. So it's kind of cool how quickly stuff gets spread out and having some really good tools to do that really effectively will make a huge difference in your ability to be effective with people around you. And we're here to make you better. Yeah. Be the best you the internet lets you be. Hooray. So on that note, 
we have come to the end of this lightning speed neat stuff podcast. If you want to check out some of our other episodes that are longer, you can check them out on neatstuffpodcast.com. You can also check us out on iTunes under Neat Stuff Podcast. If you have an idea for a Neat Stuff Podcast, feel free to shoot us an email at neatstuffpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. So from the Neat Stuff crew, my name is Devin. And I'm Kat. Have a wonderful week, guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.